0: With Bailey Friedman
1: and Casey Miles. This podcast is brought to you by The Technique, our on campus newspaper, as well as Rec Radio, who has partnered with us to bring tech students quality entertainment and the freshest, dankest news.
0: This week we're going to be talking about voting and the midterms because it is November and Voting day is November 6th.
1: So I think a, a big theme of this year's uh, midterms are definitely the change in voter registration, specifically how many people have registered to vote. I know a lot of places are reporting that young people, especially 18 to 24, are registering in way larger numbers than they did in the 2016 elections, which is good to hear. But I think something to discuss is whether or not that's like a legitimate increase in terms of these people organically said, oh, I want to make change in my community, let me go vote, or is it artificial?
0: Right. So I think one of the things that has really been brought to attention is Taylor Swift and other celebrities like Taylor Swift who are really emphasizing the need for people to be active and vote, which is a really great thing. Um, the New York Times posted an article Following Taylor Swift's Instagram post in which she encouraged her followers to go vote, an article from the New York Times said more than 166,000 people across the United States submitted new registrations on Vote.org between Sunday and noon on Tuesday, with about 42% of the registrants following between the ages of 18 and 24. And so one of the things that I think is a little bit of maybe not a cause for concern, but just a cause for conversation is kind of what Casey was saying. Are these people registering to vote because they want to be active participants or are they registering to vote because they want to follow a celebrity or because they want to maybe get shouted out on a celebrity's Instagram page when they post their I voted sticker and things like that and so while it's really great to be encouraged to vote and to engage in your you know citizen duties and it's also really important to know what you're voting for and why you're voting for those things and to vote with conviction, I think, is something that we all need to keep in the back of our minds as we enter this election season and the election season's coming up. Because who you vote for and what you vote for does directly impact your future and your life, especially in elections such as this one, where they're on a little bit of a smaller scale and you're voting for your local representatives and things like that. And so those are changes that you might see more immediately and that will be more directly affect you.
1: Yeah, in that vein, I would rather see 20,000 like educated voters, like people who said, I want to see change in my community, I'm going to go out, do my research, and form my opinion base, or form my vote based on what I see these people running for, rather than just going, than having like 60,000 people or 80,000 people seeing Taylor Swift's Instagram and saying, oh, I should vote, and I should vote like Taylor Swift or whatever, because I love Taylor Swift, and things like that. I think... We need more just education on the issues. I don't care what side you vote for, honestly, as long as you have come to your opinion in an organic way and gone online and done research and been like, hey, this person, I agree with their points. Let me vote for them. That's what I want to see in terms of elections because then we get like a truly representative or true representative for our populations.
0: Right. I think something that we talked on Battleground last week is the fact that we don't have the ability to necessarily directly vote on policy so instead we have to vote for people who will vote on those policies and in doing so it's really important to know that who you're voting for they I mean obviously no candidate is going to align perfectly with every single person in their jurisdiction like that's just kind of a utopian ideal I think however there are people whose values can align with yours and I think knowing who those people are and you know doing your research and getting educated on that and finding out who you most align yourself with is the best way to ensure that your values will be upheld.
1: So, Bailey, what would you say to people who say that they don't have time to be informed, they don't have time to do all this research?
0: I think what I say is that we live in an age of, you know, digital technology where everything is accessible, honestly, instantaneously. And... A few weeks ago, I found a post that was circulating on Facebook that literally broke down the five amendments on the Georgia ballot in a few bullet points, and it took me less than five minutes to read through those five graphics. So not having the time to educate yourself on what is going to be on your ballot, I think, is not a great excuse. Um, I understand that we're all busy and that especially students at Tech do have a lot going on, but there are so many easy ways to know like what's going on around you and um, I think whether that's turning on a podcast in the background while you do your homework or if it's just reading a little infographic that's going around on Facebook or something like that also there are tons of events that go on on campus there are different debates and there are people that come to campus to talk about political current events and things like that and so I really think that it's a lot easier than we make it out to be
1: I agree. There are definitely plenty of times in the day where I find myself on my phone for five to ten minutes just staring at the screen doing nothing, and those five to ten minutes can obviously be spent doing something productive rather than just browsing the internet for memes. So I think <laughs> one thing we need to consider is that if you just take five minutes out of your day, then you can easily accomplish the like, research needed just to become an informed voter. And that's over like maybe two weeks. Five minutes a day. Another important issue, I think, holding people back is how easy it is to vote. So voting is on Tuesday in the United States, but in other countries, it can be on Sundays and things like that just because they want as many people to come out and vote. And so on a day like Sunday, people aren't really doing that much. But on Tuesdays, people have work, people have school. It's not necessarily very easy to get out of that and go vote. So I think... One thing we need to consider in the future or people need to think about is like the barrier of entry just to even go fill out your ballot.
0: There are a lot of big corporations also that are doing a good job of trying to solve that issue or at least like reconcile it in some way. So I know Lyft is like providing rides to the polls. I heard of big companies like Patagonia that are completely closing on Election Day so that their employees will be able to go out and vote and things like that. And I understand that not everyone has that opportunity. And not all of us are going to be able to get an excused absence from class. But that's why there are things such as absentee ballots in place. So if you live far away from your hometown, and you might not necessarily be able to drive home that day to vote. I know for me, I'm only about an hour, but I would still have to miss class on Tuesday to be able to go home and vote. And so just like, there are so many obstacles in place. But finding ways around that, and I think like planning ahead is really important as long as you get in line before the polls close you are still allowed to vote
1: that's a very important point and it's something that you might have to reassert at the polls because i'm sure some places are going to want to close as soon as the polls close but there are still people in line and you have the legal right once you're in line to vote so you're gonna have to like assert your rights at some point probably Another issue plaguing us this midterm election is obviously voter disenfranchisement. It's pretty common in the United States in general in different forms. In Georgia specifically, I know there's been purges on the voter rolls and that's been happening in other states as well. But it's important to consider and important to really check to make sure each year that you are still registered to vote, even though you should be. Um, Sometimes you get purged for no reason.
0: That also takes very little time. You can go to your. I know, at least for Georgia residents, you can go to the Secretary of State's website. All you do is type in your first and last name, your birth date, and the county you're registered in, and it'll literally pull up your voter registration status and let you know if you're still registered, where you can vote, and um, yeah, it's like literally takes less than a minute. So I just think like for future reference that it's important to check and make sure ahead of time that you are still, in fact, registered because, yikes.
1: Yeah, and that also plays into who you're voting for because a lot of these uh, people will, if you don't know who you're voting for and you just go in blindly and vote, and a lot of these people who are committing these illegal acts, I am from North Carolina, so I know all about gerrymandering. Uh, Both parties do it. It's kind of like the worst thing ever. But you have to really think about who you're voting for because you have to consider what they're going to do when they're in office beyond just, like, everyday policy things. Like, a lot of these states have become a battleground in terms of just, like, organizing the state as much as possible so that uh, each party can keep the state the way they want it. And so it's definitely important to consider. Another important factor to consider beyond just, oh, I agree with both of these candidates or something like that is which one is sort of like a politician that might have a career of doing that. It might have a career of disenfranchising voters or kind of manipulating the system in a way that kind is ethically gr- a gray area.
0: I mean, yeah, that's huge because this is like our entire democracy runs on the fact that people are able to have a say in who represents them and I think if you have someone in a position of power that is literally Keeping that right to have a say in who represents you from an entire group of people, um, then that's a huge issue and that's a huge cause for concern. And I don't know, definitely know that I wouldn't want that person representing me. And so.
1: <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> the spirit of Halloween lives on <laughs> into November.
0: <laughs> oh, is it that? Can you hear it in the earphones?
1: Every now and then. It's like a Doppler effect kind of thing, where it comes and goes. Yeah. So, as I've said earlier, I'm from North Carolina, and since I'm not registered to vote here, I am voting back home with my absentee ballot. I mailed it off the week before these elections, and it's definitely important to think about these things in advance, just because the absentee ballot does require time to get to you and to be sent back. So the last day that they're available is the Friday before the elections. And in the future, it's definitely important to register for that as soon as possible and just get ready to have it because sometimes it's going to be a quick turnaround in terms of voting on it and then sending it right back. Uh, Another thing to consider is that they require witnesses for it. Um, It depends on your state. I know Virginia requires one witness. North Carolina requires two or one if it's a notary public Um, So you're going to have to consider that when you're filling it out, because someone has to see you sign the uh, envelope that you're putting in the ballot. So just keep that in mind, but absentee ballots are one of the most important ways to vote, just because a lot of us, especially in college, are coming from out of state, and we may want to still affect our local elections back home, and the absentee ballot is the only way to do that.
0: Yeah, and for those of us who are in-state college students, I think one of the really important things to consider is having a voting plan when it comes to Election Day. So, for example, I mentioned earlier I'm only from about 45 minutes away, um, but in order to be able to go home and vote on Election Day, I will have to miss class. And so arranging that with your professors, moving around assignments or deadlines if that opportunity is available to you. Um, um, I actually was able to move up a presentation to the Thursday prior to Election Day so that I was able to go home on Election Day and vote in my county and at my polling place. And so making sure that all of those obstacles are out of the way ahead of time and that your ride is secured and your day is planned out to account for however much time you might need to spend at the polls, because as we know, on Election Day, it can get pretty busy. And so just make sure that you have that those things worked out ahead of time
1: yeah and one last thing when you go to the polls there are going to be people even though there there are laws that say you can't campaign at the polls within a certain distance of the polling place there will still be people there campaigning for their candidates at the very last minute and I remember as an 18 year old going to my first election being the naive 18 year old I was and I remember this lady as I was walking in is like oh would you like a voter guide and I'm like sure that sounds like a normal thing that i would want it just tells me what the candidates are uh like what they support and things like that Uh, i take the voter guide and it's literally just all the candidates from one party filled out so consider that when you go to your polling place yikes you you may want to uh just be independent at that point and not really um listen to what a lot of the people there are saying because a lot of people will be campaigning at that point and at that point it's just like a last-ditch effort so really have what you want to vote for nailed down before you arrive at the polling place.
0: Yeah, I think that's really huge. It's just like being confident in like what you're there to do. I th- I remember my first time voting was actually in the 2016 presidential election. And I felt so intimidated going to the polls. Um, and it maybe it's a little bit of a silly intimidation, but knowing that like my county is predominantly affiliated with one party and I don't affiliate with that party Um, and I think like feeling like an outsider or even just like the act of voting itself can sometimes be very intimidating and so if you are like if you feel convicted about what you are going in there to vote for and you feel confident and you feel sure in those things then I think that makes the experience a lot more positive for everybody.
1: Remember to go out and vote and check out our latest issue of The Technique published Friday, November 2nd. We cover the Young the Giant concert, a women's basketball preview, and the SGA-hosted debate.
0: We have one more issue of The Technique until our To Hell with Georgia issue comes out in a few weeks. So get excited for that, everybody.
1: (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us this week.
0: If you have opinions about current events, let us know by tweeting us at neekpod or emailing podcast at neek.net. If you're interested in writing for The Technique or sending a letter to the editor, email us at opinions at neek.net.
1: To support The Technique, pick up a fresh copy of our newspaper every Friday and tune in to Rec Radio at 91.1 FM. To hear more news, tune in on Mondays at 6 p.m. for
0: Battleground. Thanks for listening. See See you next time. time.